This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Uh, Today, I want to start with a story that I saw out of Austin, Texas, about uh, a college student that was coming home from a party and slammed into the back of a parked police cruiser. Quite an amazing story, and a different way to look at it begins right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. All right, I want to tell you a, I want to tell you a story, and I want to tell it to you in two different ways. Sunday morning, I get up, and I'm reading the news, and I see this amazing story about uh, this 20-year-old girl who is leaving a party. She is driving back to her dorm room and she uh, slams into the back of a police cruiser. The police cruiser is parked. That's not the, fun. Not fun. The police cruiser uh, is... Um, uh, the, the cop just got out of the cruiser and he was walking over to uh, a house where he was investigating some you know, phone call. And he turns around after he hears, "Pam!" And uh, he runs over to the car to see if the girl is okay. And she is quickly trying to put her blouse on. She has a, a sweater or a blouse, and she's yeah. pulling it over her head. And the cop says, uh, "Miss, are you okay?" And she says, "Yes, yes, I'm fine. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I'm sorry." She said, can you step out? She said, yes. And now she's trying to hook her bra back up and, and put her blouse back on. Nobody else is in the car. There is an open wine bottle in the car. Whoa. And the police officer notices that she's having a hard time kind of navigating. 
And he says, you've been drinking? And she says, well, I just got back from a party, but I'm not drunk. And he says, okay, he gives her a sobriety test. She, all I know is that she had to go to the hospital for blood tests. So I'm guessing that she flunked the sobriety test. And he said, uh, can, you t- can you tell me what uh, you're, you, were, you, you were doing? And she blushes and she says, uh, yeah, I, um, I just left a party and my boyfriend wanted a topless picture of me driving home. So she had taken off her blouse and her bra, and she was taking a hot photo of her topless driving home for her boyfriend. Now, there's plenty of places to go here. Are there not, Pat? Yes. Yes. Many. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. I... So I'm seeing this story, and I immediately think, oh my gosh, is this society, is this girl just dumb as a box of rocks? Mm-hmm. And I copy and paste, I put it into an email, and I'm sending it to one of our producers for yesterday's show. This is, Monday, this is Sunday morning. And as I'm ready to hit send, I look down at her face one more time, and she's this normal-looking, sweet 20-year-old girl. And suddenly, I think to myself, everybody, her life is destroyed, at least for a year. Um, Everybody she knows, she's this 20-something, you know, 19, 20-year-old, going to college. Her parents think she's sweet, most likely. All of her parents' friends think she's sweet, most likely. Her aunts, her uncles, everybody in her circle that doesn't see her taking her top off for her boyfriend now has a very different image of her. One thing to be drinking, another thing to be drinking and driving, another thing to be drinking and driving and slam into the back of a police officer. It's another thing to be drinking and driving and slamming into the back of the police officer while sexting. It's another thing to be drinking and driving and sliding in the back of the police cruiser while sexting and taking a photo of yourself topless. And the reason you were slamming into the back of the police officer is because you were trying to put your shirt back on. Done. How do you face your family, how do you call your mom? How do you call your dad? What are your friends? What, what is it like when you get up that morning and see your face everywhere on Facebook? Your moment of absolute shame and you are being ridiculed by everyone. It's a good thing that this thing happened to me on Sunday because I teach Sunday school. And this Sunday, I taught the Beatitudes. And, you know, Ellen, if I have time today, I want to teach them on Facebook. I want to teach them on Facebook Live today if I can. Um, but I got to mercy. As I had my finger on send, the Beatitudes came to mind. Those, those who are merciful will receive mercy. 
Now, I have been thinking about Facebook and the comments on Facebook because has anybody read my comments lately? Woo! And I've, I've thought to myself a lot, most of these people don't know me. Most of these people have never listened to me. They, some of them have, but I contend they've heard, but they've never really listened to me. Those who are making the case that I've changed. No, I haven't. If anything, I have softened my stance, but I am not, not, not my stance, not my principles, but I've softened my approach. Um, but I haven't changed my principles at all. They're exactly the same. So I contend you may have heard me, but you didn't listen to me. But most of them haven't even listened to me. They don't know the first thing about me. And they are getting more and more vitriolic, really nasty. And everyone is getting that way. And so I've been thinking a lot of what's happening to us. What is happening to us? Because we would never have treated each other this way before. But now we're traveling in packs and we're traveling anonymously. And it's easy to say things anonymously or virtually because it's not, you don't have to look at the person in the eye. But you'll notice, I saw a video today of a woman who went and she was standing in a Trump rally. She started protesting. Trump kicked her out. Okay, fine. But when they get out, people surround her and she is angry and she's shouting angry liberal Berkeley, California things. I don't even care about what she was saying or what anyone else was saying. What was happening was they were yelling at each other. Okay, I get it. Everybody's angry. But then one side started to chant, lock her up, lock her up. All she did was express her opinion. She might have done it horribly. I don't agree with her opinion at all. But in a crowd, lock her up, lock her up. We're becoming bullies in crowds and bullies virtually. On both sides. This is not about a candidate. This is about all of us. I had my finger on send because she was going to be funny. I hit delete. And I didn't bring it up yesterday. And the reason why is because I want to to talk to you today about mercy. Is there something about using people? We're using we're, we're no longer looking, in fact, we don't like it. We don't watch television as much because we don't, we're not watching situation comedies as much because why use a situation comedy? Reality is funnier than anything else. Look at all those crazy, stupid people and look at how we are mocking everything on Facebook now. But we don't see people as people. They're just for our entertainment purposes. And then we move on. We pile on. What business is it of us, this girl's life? Now, Pat, because I brought this up in church, Pat had an argument, well, not an argument, a discussion with his wife on the way home. She happened to agree with me. He didn't. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think it, you can use that as a cautionary tale for other Girls in similar situations, not to do that 
because so many things can go wrong. Almost everything that ha- can happen is bad. And uh, and it's a so it it might prevent somebody else from doing that uh, the next time. You would hope. You would hope so. You would. You would and hope. You would hope so. It's also. You wouldn't hope. You so. would hope so. You wouldn't hope so. It's it's also a story about where we're headed culturally, and and it. It's no, I agree with you on that. that way. Yes. I agree with you on that. the The problem is, um, you're identifying. I don't think people understand. Um, I don't think any of us really understand, especially for somebody unlike me, unlike Ben Shapiro, and unlike anybody, um, David French, who is really getting hammered right now. We at least have an outlet. People like that, they don't. The entire country turns on them, mocks them, ridicules them, and then moves on. That experience, I think, has to change people. I would love to see, has anybody ever done, you would know this, Stu, has anybody ever done a study on the people who have been destroyed yeah, we haven't like talked, Facebook. We haven't talked about this. There, there's a really interesting article that came out. It's probably six months ago now uh, of the woman. And you might remember the story. I knew he would know <laughs> uh, where she uh, went to Africa and she yeah, she got on the plane. She got on a plane. She tweeted before she got on the plane. She got tweeted a joke and said, I'm going yeah. to Africa, um, but I, but don't worry, I'm white, so I won't get AIDS or something like that. And so uh, gets on the plane, flies to Africa. Um, someone, it was at the uh, uh, former institution you might remember as Gawker, uh, po- po- uh, posted this tweet of hers and made it into a news story. And But she was in the air the whole time as the thing blew up, and she didn't know. And there was a hashtag. I don't remember. Again, this is me. Landed yet or something? Yeah, has she landed yet? I don't even, I don't even remember her name. It shows show, Proving your point. Um, but so she was a, um, a PR person, and um, she made the joke not to say that white people can't get AIDS. That was not her point. Right. Her, point wa- her point was she was actually kind of liberal and, and was pointing out that we don't care enough about Africa, basically. Like uh, the a- attitude of Americans are we just, you know, we think that none of this stuff will happen to us. Mm-hmm. That was kind of her point. I mean, you know, like, is it a little bit of offensive? Yes. But, I mean, you know, she was trying to be offensive. It's Twitter, Right. Um, there's no reason to, she had worked in charity in, in these areas before, like for, to help people in these situations. Um, there was no reason to believe she was a hardcore racist who wanted black people to get AIDS and white people not to. There was no backing for this. And a completely, and a person who, generally speaking, was not a, a, a public person, right? Like she was not a person in which she was, you know, trying to get on TV all the time, although she was in PR, so she mm-hmm. had some of that background. Uh, anyway, you know, she, so by the time she landed, she had been fired. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was oh, her, her... Before she even had a chance life to was respond over. to anything yeah. right, at she all. She didn't even get a chance to respond to it. And her, Imagine her life landing, was over. turning on your cell phone and hearing bing, 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 bing. And everybody is writing to her saying, uh, boy, this is not good. And she's fired. Right. Right. On the tarmac, she finds out I've been I've lost my job. Yep. And her business was destroyed, too, because if she was if I remember correctly, she, you know, she had like a bunch of clients like she had a business and with a bunch of clients and they just all dropped her. So she had nothing. Um, and she went through a period of, uh, you know, real depression. And again, everyone else had moved on. We'd right. all forgotten her name. We had all we all, we laughed, all moved on. We all were higher than, you know, holier than thou. Exactly. And we went on with our life to destroy somebody else. Now, I believe, and you know what, it's, it's, a, 
I can't remember. That was probably the whole story happened. I don't know, two years ago. Um, and so a year after that, she wound up getting her head back on her shoulders and putting her life back together a little bit. It wound up eventually contacting the Gawker author who came around to essentially apologize for, you know, publicizing her tweet. And they kind of became friends, if I remember the story correctly. Um, and she's, you know, she's been able to sort of put her life back together. Let's see if we can get her on the air. Yeah, it was a, it's a fascinating story. Um, and yeah, let's, let's do that. She, I mean, it was really interesting. She's gone we through. Let's see if we can find a few people who have been destroyed and just cannot put their life back together. Yeah, there are several examples in that story, if I remember correctly. You see Mel Gibson uh, came out uh, yesterday and said, it's time Hollywood forgives me. Yeah. It's I mean, time Hollywood forgives me. I guess this movie is so good they might actually do it. This yeah. movie yeah. is unbelievable. Everyone should see this movie. This is, this is, this is such a remarkable movie. Um, this, huh? Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. This movie feels a little, at the beginning, like a Nicholas Sparks movie. And you're like, wait a minute, I've seen the trailer. This looks like a really intense war movie. And so it's this love story to, to, to show you who this guy is. This is a real guy that most people have never even heard of. He, he was a Medal of Honor winner and um, grew up in one of the Carolinas, I think, and was just a pacifist. His father was in World War I, never recovered from the scars of World War I, lost all of his friends, um, was seemingly uh, an alcoholic. I can't remember exactly, but he was, he was, in, he was not healthy. Um, and uh, at one point, he and his, uh, I think, brother were fighting, and he almost killed his brother by accident, and it freaked him out, and he ran in the hallway, and he was, he's reading the Ten Commandments, and thou shalt not kill, and he's like, I almost killed him. And his mother was like, it's okay, but it stuck with him. And so he became pacifist like crazy. He didn't feel right about not serving in World War II. And his father was against it. Stay home, stay home. And he's like, I have to serve. It's my country too. And he's like, you're not going to fight. And he said, I will serve. And he goes and he gets, I think he's, I think he's in the airborne. And when they start, he goes through everything, but when it starts, they start drilling with a gun. He's like, oh, I can't take a gun. They try to kick him out. They try to court-martial him. It's a fascinating story. And then what he does when he gets to war, the, the entire military has turned against this guy. And they're like, you're going to get us killed. You're a traitor. You're a coward. This guy was everything but. It is the best war movie I've ever seen. And quite honestly, makes any other war, makes Saving Private Ryan look tame. I mean, it is, it's Mel Gibson at his most brutal, but I believe that when you go, when you watch that, you believe, holy cow, that's what war is like. Not these Disney movies like Saving Private Ryan. Wow. This is what war must be like. Uh, pretty powerful. It's Hacksaw Ridge, and it opens um, this weekend. All right, our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, it, it can be embarrassing sometimes. It feels like the best thing to do is ignore it, and you don't know what to do. That's the worst thing. 
I remember being in such debt, um, and you don't know what to do. And you're embarrassed, and you don't want to tell anybody, and you're thinking, if I can just get this one break. American Financing has another answer for you. They can consolidate your high-interest debt into one manageable monthly payment. Interest rates right now are an all-time low. It's a great time to refinance and consolidate consolidate your debts. And lowering your interest rate can save you as much as $500 to $1,000 a month. Call 866-750-6551. It's America's home for home loans. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Glenn Beck. Want to see Glenn live? If you're coming to Texas, you can. Join us at Mercury Studios in Dallas for a taping of Glenn's television show. To reserve your seat, email tickets at glennbeck.com with your information. That's tickets at glennbeck.com. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. No, it's just the easy way. Want to have a? Want to continue our conversation about? So, what does that mean for us? What is that? How does? what we do online how is that affecting us and how is that playing out in our society and what do you do no jokes that's not reasonable but i don't want to live in a world without jokes so what do we do this is the glenn beck program mercury We have Daryl Castle on in about a half hour. We have another scientist who last year, last week looked a little nuts. This week looks like he may be the man uh, who says <laughs> Donald Trump is um, is going to be the president. He's got a different computer computer model. We have another guy who I didn't really I didn't agree with him on his model. This guy's computer model 
15 yes or no uh, questions, and he says it plays out correctly every single time. Uh, I'm interested in talking to him because he looks like he may be very right when everybody else was wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I did. Was he predicting in his model that the FBI would lo- would reopen? No, but it doesn't matter. No, but it no, but it just matter. he wasn't smarter or dumber than he was last week because of this. No, I know. I'm saying I thought he looked dumb, but now maybe not so dumb. And that's what he says. None of those uh, real world situations matter in yeah. this formula. They don't matter. A- anything can happen. The formula is what it is. If the, if these fourteen things really met, fascinated to talk to him, the, 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 you got your winner. Yeah, so. So we'll talk to him uh, coming up in just a, uh, just a little while. Also, uh, is Evan McMullen going to come on? Because we have to stop this, uh, this gay rumor. I, I mean, I know somebody who dated him, so he's not gay. Um, but, uh, you know. No, I'm pretty sure that was a woman, too, so he's not gay. And okay. A, uh, really? But there's this, this nasty rumor. Do you have the audio? We want to play this yeah. and get back to that Facebook thing. Um, there's there's audio, a phone call that's going around. Now, this has been done by a state senator, a bishop, a bishop, a former bishop of the church, uh, said, you know, he's a 40-year-old guy that's not dating. Well, you're a 50-year-old man that's not dating and not married. What, what's the deal with you? But here's the latest phone call going around. Oh, my name is William Johnson. I'm a farmer and a white nationalist. Ah. I make this call against Evan McMullen and in support mm. of Donald Trump. Evan McMullen is an open borders amnesty supporter. Evan has two mommies. His mother is a lesbian married to another woman. Evan is okay with that. Indeed, Evan supports the Supreme... (laughs) What's he supposed to do about that? (laughs) Evan is okay with that. I I am divorcing my mother and my other mother. (laughs) What, What are you supposed to do about it? Court ruling legalizing gay marriage. Evan is over 40 years old and is not married and doesn't even have a girlfriend. Uh-oh. I believe Evan is a closet homosexual. Holy Don't cow. vote for Evan McMullen. Vote for Donald Trump. He will respect all women and be a wow. president he we will? can all gosh. be proud of. Oh, my gosh. He'll respect <laughs> wow. all women. women. Forget about, forget. I mean, really look at where we're headed. I know. The truth doesn't even matter a white (laughs) nationalist he's identifying himself that way. it doesn't matter anymore i I heard doesn't matter as long as i agree with you on whatever you can be whatever you want wow reporter said you know what Uh, this may not work on on all uh, mormons uh it's going to work on some Mormons. <laughs> I can't a white nationalist, saying white nationalist. A candidate has two mommies. Is I mean, I guess Utah has an opportunity to uh, say whether this is going to work. Oh against my them. gosh! But I mean, what a bizarre so claim. So weird. What a bizarre thing. So anyway, we'll get into that. But I think this kind of goes back again to the Facebook argument that we've had that we that I that I brought up about this this young girl. College student gets into a car accident. She slams into the back of a parked police cruiser because she's taking a topless selfie of herself. Uh, And Pat and I had this conversation because uh, I I was going to send it into the show so we could, you know, feast on that and laugh for a while. And then I felt bad and I thought, you know what? uh, I know. We, We are using people for our own entertainment. And we're destroying, not, not us, but the whole society. We play a role in that. The whole society is just picking a target of the day and destroying them. 
calling them any name, calling them, you can be a closet homosexual, you whatever, you don't get your reputation back. Nobody comes back and says, hey, by the way, we checked that out, and that's not true. We checked that out, and this poor girl, she was going through something at the time or whatever, she just made the worst mistake of her life because she, she was just not too smart that night. But she's really good. We don't know anything about them, and we stamp them, and that's it. It's why the, is, remember, what was his name, the head of Google? Schmidt. Uh, yeah, Tim. Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt said, the next generation, the generation that is now starting to come up and you know, will be in their 20s in five years, he said by the time they're 25, they're going to have to change their name because there will be so much bad on them, on the internet, that you won't be able to survive. They won't get hired. By they, they need a new identity. But there's, a, there's three things, I think, to take into consideration uh, in addition to what you've said. And, and what you said, I, I, I agree with that. But there's also personal responsibility yes. on the part of the person who's taken the naked selfie in the car. Okay, She brought this on herself, for one thing. That doesn't mean wait, wait, you wait, have to wait, roast wait, wait, her. wait, 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 wait. She brought on... She, what she brought on herself was slamming into the back of the police car. Right. The shame she has in her own circle. Okay. Yes, but she that's going to be news. And yeah. it's going to be talked about. Even the news is different now. You are known as, you are known from, from uh, San Diego to Maine. Well, yeah. Now in a joke. Yes. But. I mean, that is, I mean that's part of what you risk when you do that. Clearly, uh, right? It's I mean, personal responsibility. Now, I don't. I don't think that means we need to mock her and, and tear her limb from limb. It's our personal but, responsibility to handle it like adults. And, yes. And, and so and to and, use it as a cautionary tale rather than a joke, and to show where we're headed as a society. I think those three things are really important. I, and personal responsibility is almost paramount among them. So here's what here's what really played a role in this was. There's only, the, the word raka is in the Beatitudes, and it's the only time that the word raka is used in the Bible. It's Aramaic. And when it says, you know, he's talking about, you know, how you're going to be judged and harshly, and he talks about murder. You murder, and you're going to be judged. You call your brother raka, you will be judged. Wow, it's right next to murder. What is raka? Raka is Aramaic for basically airhead, stupid, fool. idiot. It means fool. fool. So you, I don't think look, it means idiot. I think you look, can call people idiots. Look, <laughs> look. Well, that's a surprise. Look at what we're calling someone an idiot mm-hmm. is the least of the charges. A man who calls his brother fool will answer to the judgment seat. Look how far past fool we are. And we're only doing it for entertainment. It doesn't mean anything to us. We're using these people and calling them names for our own agenda, our own purposes, our own entertainment. Worse, just clicks and likes. You want to be the one in your circle of friends that that sent this around, that everybody likes? Holy cow. I bring this up not because, A, I'm trying to change myself. And it's really hard. And I'm trying to change myself. I don't expect anybody else to follow me down this road. But I'm trying really hard because of me. I want to do it. 
The righteous, remember Paulina in Poland, the righteous among the nations. She said to me, the righteous didn't suddenly become righteous. They just refused to go over the cliff with everyone else. Guys, we're at the cliff. We're gone over the cliff. Truth doesn't even matter anymore. When everyone is saying about that phone call, you know what you said, Stu? You know, this might work because of gay. And they, what gay? White nationalist. White nationalist. When we are, when facts don't mean anything, when the truth doesn't matter, we're way over that cliff. And what's happening to us is we're now traveling as a pack and we're doing it online. I just, I mean, we would never, we would never, how many of us would stand up if there were a hundred people when that girl walked on campus, that a hundred people were surrounding her, pointing her finger and going, what a moron, what an idiot, slut, what a whore. As men, I know Jeffy will say no and he'll laugh it off, but I know he would even be leading the pack. All four of us as men would go rush to her side and say, back off. Even if we, we don't agree with what she did, we would never, ever be a part of a group surrounding her on campus. And this is just virtually surrounding her. And we feel good about it because we don't see the group that's around. We don't see her sitting in her bedroom or in her kitchen or whatever, just unable to stop reading the tweets about her. I was no one. Nobody know, Nobody knew me. And now I'm the national laughingstock. Yeah, and it's up to us. To, I mean, first of all, as far as personal responsibility goes, it's up to us to put a little bit of a higher standard on, on these stories. And that, like, if, if someone, this happened to someone that you loved, they did something, they tweeted a terrible joke and they were getting beat up on the internet. You would go to them and have them explain it. You would try to have, understand their side of the story. You likely would come up with some sort of justification into understanding, yes, it was a mistake, uh, but here's why it wasn't that bad or whatever. You need to apply that to people you don't know. Because, I mean, I know, I can tell you with the story we talked about with, the, with Justine Sacco is her name, and she was the one that was in the air and made the joke about Africa. When I saw that, and this is probably just a function of the job that we do here, but when I saw that, I thought to myself, wait a minute, that can't possibly be what she meant. What did she mean? You have to have that reaction instead of just immediately assuming the absolute worst about the person. Well, but, uh, but the girl who was driving her car and was taking a naked selfie of herself in the car and slammed to the back of the police officer, that's exactly what she was doing. Right. And so we don't have to assume. We didn't assume the worst. We know exactly what right. she was doing. Yeah, but I'm saying but if it was happening other- to my daughter and my daughter made that, I would be horrified. And I know that my daughter would be horrified and she wouldn't even probably be able to look me in the eye and she'd be like so embarrassed. And I would be saying to my friends and my friends would say, sorry, dude. Sorry, right. Dude. Exactly. Because they would know. They would, and they would not treat it that way because they would think about someone they knew and they would understand it in that context. And, and they would know that I was dying inside and she was dying inside. Now, I know that this is a tweet. Un, you know, unlikely thing for people to just take up. The other thing that might actually solve this over time is the idea that it just happens so much to everyone. I mean, the idea that you have to change your name when you're 25 indicates that you think that everyone else isn't going to have the same stuff. 
You know, it's like everyone's going to have this crap in their history. Everyone's going to be dealing with it. And at that, at some point, it winds up not being a big deal. And I can tell you that from experience because when we first, when we first started the show, it was before the internet and at least social media um, was that big of a deal. And when, when we first got the first few critical articles about us by, you know, uh, left-wing groups and stuff, you, you were like, whoa, what? wait a minute, we got to answer this. we got to get out there and, and fight this. we got to get out there and talk about it. And, and wait, that's not what we meant. Why don't they understand that? We need to convince them. That all, you know, a few months into it, it all is gone. I mean, people write this stuff on the, on, on, to us on Twitter all the time, and, and I think they believe that they're going to be able to come up with this magical combination of words that's going to make me care about what they say about us. I'm years and years and thousands of death threats past that. At no point do I give a crap what you say about us on the Internet because we've had to go through it so long that it's not even a thing to me anymore. And I think for the average person who's not in the media, they're getting to that point more and more every day. You tweet something, people attack you for it. The, the, the conflict that it has become so second nature, I think, to everybody that I don't think it has as much effect anymore. I disagree only because I believe you're a leader. Most people are not leaders. They follow in a pack. So most people get their hands slapped and they learn, oh, I'll follow in that pack. And so I, I don't think people are as willing to take and get slapped in the face. They're much more willing to follow the crowd over the cliff. Back in a second, now this. If you can handle a screwdriver and some measuring tape, you can install new custom blinds from blinds.com. Pat, Stu, and I all use Blinds.com, and they have changed the window treatments uh, the way they are purchased by making them simple and mistake-free. Blinds.com has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free, so you can get made-to-order custom blinds without paying the custom prices at Blinds.com. Now through November 31st, sorry, November 21st, Buy three blinds, and you'll get the fourth blind free. Go to blinds.com and use the promo code BECK and get the special offer. Three blinds, fourth blind is free, only at blinds.com with a promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's blinds.com. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. So Alan West ran a story last night. Hillary just got some very bad news from black voters. And Stu, I'd like you to look into this because I heard this from two sources yesterday. Just the uh, North Carolina and Florida early voting stuff? No. Because um, it, it is what, what, what it looks like is Hillary Clinton is outperforming among Latino voters and underperforming with black voters mm-hmm. from uh, where Obama was. So um, she, and this is... But is he overperforming? He is, well... Is he overperforming no, where not, he thought he was? No, the issue here is turnout. So it looks like, I mean, for example, there's a poll that was released uh, last, uh, a few days ago. Uh, it, I think it was Pennsylvania, where he was, Donald Trump was losing black voters in Pennsylvania 90 to 1. Oof. Um, so, okay, so here's, this is, this is it. This is in Pennsylvania. Um, 
this is a story that um, it looks like uh, 33%, I think, or 29%. He is leading uh, the vote, or he's getting 29% of the black vote in no. Pennsylvania. Well, I mean, I, I've not seen it. I mean, I haven't seen that. I don't know that particular story. So, I mean, I certainly want to. I would have to see it and check it out. I mean, if he gets 29% of the black vote in any state, he's almost definitely going to be president. I mean, I, right. I, um, I think the issue here is that he's been, he's probably not going to do that much better percentage-wise, um, but the problem is for uh, for Hillary is that the black vote it's is not, turning, not turning out. So the 90 to 1 means less than 90 to 1 would in previous elections. Correct. And she needs to make that up with Latinos. So far, she's been able to do that, but it's turning. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.